Hi, Rosie. Hi, Rosie. Um, it's so interesting that you bring up the podcast because I was thinking today about what I was going to share tonight, and um, I'm in this incredibly stressful um, moment in my life, uh, work-wise, and all I could think about today was, and yesterday were all the things that have been working in this program, um, which was a just, I had like the, I got so stressed yesterday, I was working so hard, and then I walked out, went for a, a like walk around the block, and left a fellow a message, and all I kept saying were like, how miraculous it was that I was able to be as stressed as I was yesterday, and I was going for a walk instead of binging. I mean, that is, I just, that was, that's like, that's a life beyond my wildest dreams. I mean, and that, that's evidence for me of a higher power. Um, I couldn't, uh, in college and in school, I couldn't get through studying for exams, uh, writing papers. I also needed to binge before I would start writing the assignment to, like, maybe, I don't know, get rid of the anxiety or just, like, try to control the assignment and try to control how anxious I felt about the fact that I knew I was going to be found out a failure in doing the assignment. Um, but it would kind of, like, numb me completely, and then I'd be able to produce something and then I'd usually binge at some point afterwards, whether it was right afterwards or the next day, out of, like, exhaustion and relief. And I, I would justify it. You know, my disease could justify a binge at any time, in any moment. Um, but it was like, I need to binge in order, because I'm so anxious and I need to, in order to do this, I need to binge because I did it. Um, and the fact that I found myself on a walk yesterday, um, after having done a, a four-hour straight practice exam... Um, and four hours that morning of studying. It was just like such a miracle. Um, but the other reason I was thinking about the podcast question is because I have never in all my time in this program, I'm going to jump around, came into the program in April 2011 um, and spent five years in program working with a wonderful, unconditionally positive and loving sponsor who is able to this day eat everything in moderation and I would slip and slide and I'd get a couple weeks and my weight stabilized at about 10 pounds less than my top weight for those five years um, but I would binge I you know would binge every couple days I would binge every couple weeks um, five years of it and then the sponsor and I ended I don't even remember why I think we both she got really busy I think she kind of felt like she'd given me everything she had I don't know um I don't remember what happened. It was amicable. I adored her. Um, I started with a new sponsor who had a really different food plan and who really pushed me to do a step one around sugar. And um, as I wrote about every experience I could remember of trying to eat sugar sanely, that was the prompt, I couldn't find one that where I had stopped and not started again. Um, and that was so illuminating for me and it was such a powerful experience. Um, I feel like it kind of like made all my denial kind of like, like, um, and so the way I've been saying it just the last week was I broke up with sugar in June, 2016 and I met my current partner who I'm engaged to marry in August, 2016 so I feel like I traded relationships, and I really like this one better. Um, if he ever hears this, um, he won't. Um, but 
Uh, and it's been really hard. I mean, I've never been in a relationship before, ever. Uh, I was 28 when we got together, and uh, I don't know to what effect that was like being a late bloomer or being a compulsive reader who really could only have the space to date food. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how small my life was. I mean, all my friends were dating all the time. I was convinced that I was going to be found out, like that there was something like inherently wrong with me. Um, and I just, food and I had a really, really close relationship. Um, so coming back to for the third time, the reason the podcast thing came up in my mind was because my morning routine right now, I cannot for the life of me, especially when I'm anxious and my anxiety is the worst in the morning. Um, I can't seem to get into any routine of reading literature or meditating or sitting down at this particular point in my recovery. I do hope that changes and my willingness changes around that. But the thing I am willing to do every morning is when I get up, I put on a podcast. And I listen to, I usually do the LA Intergroup ones because they're like 45 to 50 minutes. And the first hour I'm awake, I'm listening to a podcast while I brush my teeth, while I make my house and breakfast, while I get dressed. And it's so helpful. Um, it's such a powerful part of my recovery right now. I'm so grateful. I've actually listened to all of them now. I'm now going to go back to 2010 and start them <laughs> over. Um, but that's kind of become a routine that has been going on for a while. And it, I feel like I just get to be like absorbing the message all morning long. Um, and I get to hear about how horrible it was and how awful the disease is and how deadly it is and be reminded that it was killing me and it was keeping my life as small as possible. And then I get to hear about what it's like to have a higher power, how different people define their higher powers, how different people don't define their higher powers, um, and how recovery works for each person so uniquely. Um, So today, I'm maintaining a 25-pound weight loss from my top weight, um, and which is a miracle for me. Um, My abstinence, I think, I've been trying to remember what the difference is between a food plan and abstinence. I think my abstinence is um, no binging and uh, no sugar. And then my food plan is three meals a day and one optional snack. And there's two options for what the snack can be. And I can't go outside of that. The couple of times I've wanted to, because the abstinent snack is a piece of fruit. Um, or the couple of times I felt like I needed to because I felt like I was going to die without food, which I probably wasn't going to die. But <laughs> I was convinced. I was so uncomfortable. I have a commitment now that I text my sponsor what I want to switch the snack out for, and I don't eat it unless I hear back from her that she says it's okay. And for me, what that does um, is invite my higher power into the decision, and it stops me from taking over and my will running the show, which is historically how I ended up binging multiple times a day throughout, from probably from when I was about 17 to... 28. Um, and, uh, so again, just like finding ways to invite higher power in. Um, this afternoon I was finished my abstinent lunch. It was super boring lunch. I thought it was going to be great. It, I really didn't like it. And I was kind of like having a little temper tantrum internally about the fact that I had to stop eating and the food was over and I didn't get any pleasure out of it. And poor me. And, <laughs> 
um, a colleague I was at my office brought in all this leftover food from an event that was happening in the next room. And the first thing my mind, my disease was like, well, you just finished, so you could just add in and just add it to what you're eating. It's not, you're not really finished. You literally just took your last bite, so you could just add more. And you just put a little bit of this, and those are all healthy ingredients, and da-da-da-da. And right then, a fellow texted me, and she was like, I'm looking at food that's not my food. Help. <laughs> and I was like, I'm looking at food that's not my food. Thank you. Like, that's exactly what I needed to hear in this moment. And, yeah. uh, and she just said, she, she's really good. She always says to me when I'm struggling with something, she says, what, what's higher power saying? And that doesn't ever, it's like such a, un, I, it's like so not where my mind is when I'm trying to rationalize like the hummus like it's just like not <laughs> there um are we allowed to say foods in this meeting yes okay um and hummus now and the fact that like I can like try and negotiate with hummus now is like amazing like that's like the challenging thing because like sugar is start listing those foods you've got a whole for me a whole nother different animal um but hummus is triggering too so not not to be messed with um but uh but she always asked me, so I asked her, what's higher powers? I took her question and sent it back to her. I said, what's higher powers saying? And she's saying, she wrote back and she said, oh, right, like, I'm going to survive till my next meal or something, like, very program-centered. And I just walked out of the room, and then I texted her what had happened because it was so magical for me. Um, but inviting higher power into those exact moments that I don't want anyone else to be there because my will now needs to take over because I have found a reason to justify my will taking over, um, to be slowed down in those moments is such a miracle to me. Um, I just, I'm so incredibly grateful to this program. The topic is commitment to absence. Um... I guess on that, um, I love the commitment to absent pamphlet we read in here. I think the other thing I've gotten from this program, I mean, so many things, but another piece of it is um, in that pamphlet, there are so many concrete things. Like, this program just, like, teaches me how to live my life. And um, another thing I've gotten is that being uncomfortable isn't going to kill me. And also that being uncomfortable doesn't mean I need to binge to get through it. In fact, binging is just going to make me more uncomfortable, but just in a different way, and give me some drama to orient around because the level of kind of self-hatred and self-abuse and perfectionism, I heard a podcast this morning, someone said perfectionism was the deadliest part of their disease, and I really resonate with that. I don't know if it's the deadliest, but it's pretty high up there. Um, uh but in the last year, I've uh, gotten through losing a family member who died very, very young with my abstinence. I um, finished my master's. I got engaged. Uh, I traveled a lot to be with my family. Um, and uh, I'm getting ready to take a big exam on Friday and just praying that being here tonight, that working my program to getting my to two more meetings this week is going to help me get through all of that abstinently. Um, I guess what I kind of want to end with is just gratitude. I feel like between the fellows, between my sponsor, um, the podcast, the meetings, 
um, the tools I use on a daily basis. Um, I'm so grateful for what this program has given and is giving me. Um, I'm currently doing, I'm in my nine step amends and I've made three, so I have a little ways to go. Um, but it, while I'm doing those, because they're kind of happening a little slowly, I started a daily 10th step and they're so helpful. One of the questions it asks towards the end, it starts with the, um, the four things and the, like the fourth step things, like wh where was I resentful, dishonest, selfish, self-seeking? And selfish is what, it, what I didn't want to give in the situation and self-seeking is what I wanted to get out of the situation um, in the definition I use because I find those words pretty harsh and so having those definitions is really helpful. And dishonest is often like uh, lie by omission, uh, don't share, hold back. Uh, I have a hard time figuring out dishonesty in most situations. I can always find where I was selfish. I can always find where I was self-seeking. And I can always find where I was fearful. Um, fear is such a like core of this disease for me. Um, but to ask that question, is there anyone I need to talk to about it? Is there anyone I need to apologize to? Have I been thinking mostly of myself today? And then where was I thinking of being of service to others? And now it's like a fun game where I get to be at the end of the day like, well, how was I of service to someone today like in a real way? And like, I'm like proud to write it and send it to my sponsor. I don't think she's ever read one of the ones I sent her. It's just the routine <laughs> of sending them. She, like, we're very, it's very, it's fine. It's just funny. It's like, who am I getting excited to like show this off to? my higher power apparently because no one else is seeing it mm -hmm. um but um the idea that also like being able to be freed of thinking of myself because I always write every time I'm thinking of myself 99% of the time I mean that's pretty consistent and how does that feed my disease and my um and my need to be reminded to come back to steps one two and three that I'm powerless over food I can't do this by myself. I need help. Um, I need this program's help. I need everyone in here's help. Um, and it's just that step three that made a decision to turn my will and my life over. That piece just really tricky. I mean, I take my will back so fast. Um, and for today, I haven't done it much with food, but um, pretty much everywhere else, it's pretty strong. Um, so... Uh, there are other things I wanted to say, but I can't remember. I think that's it for now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.